By the way, Brother Adam, at this point, you're going to be on the resolutions committee next year. I'm just letting you know. Please. Welcome, everybody, to the Tag You're It podcast. I'm Ray Ray. And I am David Van Depper. Man, it's good to be here again to do this with you. What has happened in the last, like, three minutes since we recorded the last episode? (laughs) Very little in all actuality. (laughs) So, you know, so here uh, again for the the people that are getting this uh, split up between a week, uh, we're going to stay out for another week of uh, and hopefully maybe buy some time for uh, to really uh, be quick to listen and slow to speak on some of the other issues that, you know, are facing um, the Southwest Missouri area where Dave used to sort of be a part of it, but uh, he's a part of it by proxy and being a, the apologist we are, um, we got to hit some, some, especially, you know, whenever they're so big, because what, what's happening close by uh, will affect the national scene anyway, because of another church that has affected the national scene from California anyway. But we're going to stay out of it another week and kind of continue on uh, with what we were doing. And so uh, the new theme of the past couple episodes is He Gets Us. Do we get him? And uh, we went through a, a video uh, from JP. What's his last name? I do not know, but it's The Awakening with JP. And yeah. he has a few channels, I think. But his Awakening with JP is where he came out and said that he changed his mind about God. And so how did he change his mind about God? For the Christian, it is God changes your heart which in turn changes your mind about God. God does a heart change, a heart transplant that causes you to think rightly about him, which is you have repented and trusted him as your Lord and Savior. We have argued, at least in the first little half of this program, that JP, while he has some really great pieces, he's not really pointing to the triune God of Scripture, and it is only the triune God of Scripture that can save. And that's problematic. So while he might have changed his mind about God, did he really change his mind about God is the question. In other words, do we understand who God is as he has revealed himself in Scripture? So do do we get him? The question is still on the table. Um, Who's Jesus? Who is Jesus? And what is the gospel? What is that change? Um, And unfortunately, you know, like we do have apologists. And this is what I even hit. Uh, my fellow, you know, Christian up with, you know, I believe that he's a brother, um, but you have a cold case uh, Christianity with, uh, I think his uh, name is uh, Wallace. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uh, is with cross-examine and all that kind of stuff. And like, you know, he sits there and just goes, you know, I believe Christianity because it is true. And it's just, you know, like he's a very evidential guy. Um, you know, he was a, a detective. And so he kind of uses his detective um, skills to study scripture and all that kind of stuff. And so he's just going to say it's true, yet we've got to drive this knowledge into our hearts. So this is what David needed to do um, whenever, if you read Psalm 42 and 43, you've got to tell your heart what's up sometimes. Yes, you need mm. the information, but the heart must be changed. And so, you know, he wasn't feeling God was hearing him. He wasn't feeling like he was in a good situation and stuff, but he knew the promises of God. And so he said, yet I will still praise my father and my God. And so sometimes you have to tell your soul, soul, like, why are you so disrupted? Why are you so like, so disheartened? Um, Hmm. You know, my soul is feeling this way. And so you do need the knowledge, but it can't remain all knowledge. And then you can do the flip side where it's like, I feel this in my bosom. I'm feeling this spiritual thing. Um, I feel God is real. But then, but who is God? What is salvation? What is evil? What are all these things he's talking to that he said he's being accidentally drawn to Christianity um, through? But what does Christianity say about these things? Or is it still like my Christianity, your Christianity? Or is it Jesus's teachings? Yes. Um, 
kind of where we're at and kind of where we left off um, in the conversation in the last episode. So if you can, you can say whatever you want, Dave, or you can just hit play and we can. I'm uh, going to hit play, man. So if you can get people to disconnect from God, if you get people to disconnect from the teachings of God. And so we'd say we, we left off where he was talking about how communism hated God, which, which agree. I agree with him very much because in communism, the state is God. Therefore, Anything that is not the state that you bow down to is bad in communism. So, yeah. And the thing is, we've got to make sure to say in Christianity, um, when it comes to the nature of of society, God has ordained government um, Mm. to be the sword bearer against the evildoer and the rewarder of those who do good. There is a hierarchy in design. Um, there's always going to be authority. There's never going to be able to, you can't throw off authority. Um, Marxism wants to try to use authority to then get rid of authority, to live in this mm. society. Like so, somehow it wants to somehow get to libertarianism through tyranny, which is stupid. Uh, and then you want to get the libertarians that just want to leave each other alone, yet recognize that there has to be a hierarchy and dependence. So, you know, you got the one in many problem. That's the philosophical one in many problem that <laughs> definitely deals with. And he's recognizing it, but we can't just stay in this political realm um, on earth and just add Jesus into it and stuff like that. But he, he is recognizing a lot of what Rush Dooney, um, all these people that people don't want us to talk about, <laughs> you know, like Rush Dooney has said the same stuff, you know, um, Van Til, uh, Gary North, um, all these theonomists and stuff, he is recognizing the truth about the fact of they have to erase God so that they can be God. But you got to go, okay, well, how does that affect me? Have I been God and being the truth um, discerner of who God is instead of going, has not, has not God spoken and I must submit myself to that word, which would be Jesus. And again, the missing word is the missing name, the missing person here. Yeah, it, he's yet to use that name uh, mm-hmm. in the video yet. God, the belief in God, then those communists get to be your higher power. And honestly, they make he's a right. crappy higher power. They don't even make right. fertilizer. <laughs> Not a good substitute for God. But for people who want to control... I agree. They don't even make a good fertilizer. <laughs> Yeah, they're not then, they're yeah. not even good enough for the dunghill to do a little Stephen yeah. Lawson uh, paraphrase, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is what evil is. Anytime someone tries to control you in a way that's not in your best interest, that's what I call evil. So for the force of evil, mm. mm. someone very tried- interesting piece, someone trying yeah. to control you that is not in it for your best interest. Well, your best interest isn't always the primary goal. You don't yeah. always know because what your best interest is. The Christian God. Is yeah. that, uh, you know, he uh, puts people in, like he put Joseph, like he, Joseph admits um, God used all this stuff. So God allowed you to throw me into a pit. Mm-hmm. God allowed you to sell me into slavery. God allowed me to be confronted with a woman that tried to put charges on me that I was trying to screw around with her. Um, God threw me in jail, put a couple of guys in there that I talked to about their dreams and stuff. Um, and then they forgot about me. And so I stayed in jail longer. <laughs> um, a lot of people would read Joseph's story and be like, where was God? It's mm. a tyrant. Why would God do that to him? So, I mean, if we're going to stay in this non-scripture, just philosophical things, we've got to remember that things cut both ways here. Yes. Um, so on both ends, um, are you, you got to put yourself is like, cause you want to control yourself. But do you get to come up with this own in your own best interest? Or if Christianity is true, then you have to go, Jesus says, what is in my best interest? And sometimes what you think is in your best interest is not what Jesus says is in your best interest. And so you can't integrate Christ because then you still become the father and Jesus becomes the son and is, you know, because the son submitted himself to the father's will. Um, hmm. So. You're wanting Christ to submit to you. So who gets to be be the top authority here? And it's still going to rock back and forth. So you're going to be on the one and many side, either the complete libertarian, the many, or the communist or socialist on the one side. Um, You know, 
you're you have the same problem you're the same person it's just that there's many bad people or one major system that keeps these people bad or what you know whatever you know <laughs> so it's 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 the same like you're 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 not making things any better really right evil that is communism wanting to control you they realize people who have a faith in a real higher power god they're not controllable so we have to become their higher power we need them to depend on us not depending on their faith in god but that we need them to depend on us need us be obedient to us or else uh, communism just doesn't work and even when that happens it still doesn't work but nonetheless now there's a lot i don't know one thing i do know is when you have faith in god you are not controllable when you have faith in God, you are not controlled. No, you're in submission to the word of God. For the triune God, this is this is the designated difference, JP. Those who confess the triune God of Scripture are under the authority of God's word and in submission to God's spirit and God's word together, which then does mean that they submit to the elders in their church. They submit to the government in the rightful authority and rightful context in which it should function not that they're uncontrollable no 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 they should hold every thought captive to obedience to christ in fact the greatest master is the one who is the perfect master Mm -hmm. and that is christ and therefore it is a good to be in submission to the greatest master, the only good master. Therefore, you're either controlled by another master or you're controlled by the good and great perfect master. Yeah, and this, you are they, still in submission. Yeah, there's no there's no autonomy when it comes. The only autonomous is the triune God. Mm, yes. We are derivative created beings and and we will act no different than derivatives so again like i've already said in the last episode eve was not autonomous she actually submitted herself to the authority of the serpent and yes. so thought she was autonomously making her choice her free will but she was actually submitting herself to satan and to me this becomes a, a crystal yeah. clear point um jp needs to have knowledge of scripture I do think that there is a massive – I think there's a beautiful picture here, at least, that I'm seeing. Again, we're only like seven minutes into this, but it's already clear to me that the general revelation does draw you to God, but you need special revelation to know that God truly and deeply. Yeah, And And so that's the beautiful picture here. And as an apologetical note, just to put that in there, you know, general revelation and special revelation are both co-equal. They're both – infallible all right yes. so we we should and it's one of those things mm. like oh adam you're you're only helping the evidentialist or the classical side like no i'm not because i'm a calvinist i'm not <laughs> so you know they're both co-equal they're both infallible what we what we can see in the stars and in the way things are made and the immensity of the universe we see the power of god we see his eternality um we see all these things we will be drawn to it and it is Again, we are inexcusable by natural revelation, not theology alone. And so we will be drawn to that. But and it is co-equal and scripture with scripture, which is the special revelation. So what's the problem? Us. And I have not heard him say that he was a problem. He said that's right. I, my mind, but it, he didn't say my heart changed. Yes. <laughs> my mind has changed, but. Well, again, if it's just going to stick in your mind, then your, your heart can go everywhere you want, then <laughs> your mind will follow. And so you can change your mind again and again. But if your heart's changed, where your heart is is what you treasure mm. someday. So what do you treasure? Um, but uh, that, that, that's, the, that's the issue. And so we're still not seeing that. But he is being drawn by. So we're seeing how it is. It does draw people. But then that's whenever they suppress the truth about yes. it is that they do get drawn to it and they go but i don't want to be under authority and he has an authority issue so does That's... he want as an authority or a buddy that is with him is christ still on this earth and you can just you're co-equals with christ mm. the only way you can be co-equals with christ is to have the holy spirit and, and jesus says 
that, uh, you know, you'll never be above your master, but you'll be like him. And, you'll, and we're, we will be made like Christ, but also Christ is God. And we will never, ever be that far up or like <laughs> we will never be God, but we will still remain the image bearers we are um, just in the likeness of Christ being the the new, the better Adam. You're not the fear mongering, the, the fear of death that ultimately all fear mongering points to like, hey, if a climate's changing, the climate's going to kill you. Hey, look at this disease. Look at the death toll on the bottom of CNN. All that fear mongering really preys on the fear of death that people have. But here's the deal. When you believe in God, you also therefore believe in the afterlife. You believe in heaven. So you don't really fear death the way you fear death if you believe there is no God. Why? It's a really interesting concept here. And I think that, uh, number one, uh, I agree with him completely that a lot of what we have seen the forces of evil use to its advantage is a fear of mortality. Because, again, the idea has been planted in the brain of the normative human being in the American culture that we are just matter in motion. And therefore, when the machine turns off, everything's gone. But at the same time, if you really get critical of that position, um, you know, if they're naturalists, like, why are they afraid of death? Because the computer shuts off. You don't even realize you ever existed. Yeah. So why be afraid of death? So, I mean, I can come to that conclusion just logically, just going like, well, if we're all just stardust and whatever this consciousness is, it's only because I've got these right parts. But when they don't work, like I don't even like my memory does not go on. I don't remember any of this right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it'd be like I never existed. So any sort of suffering or pain or anything that I went through. I'm like, I'm not even going to remember because I'm not going to really exist in that sense and have a conscience and a memory to but you, be but able you to can, you, all you like can't I, suppress that forever because it's very right. clear in, yeah. in Ezekiel so that eternity they, exists in the heart of man. Yeah, so but why are they afraid of death then yeah. if that's their position? So it's an irrational position, but they're afraid of death again because they're made in the image of God. They know mm-hmm. <laughs> they know that they are rebelling and that. You know, they're going to try to build their kingdom, but it's already lost. Even if they get to build it and enjoy five years of it, it's done. And it, they will not have their kingdom. And they will, you know, that's why they fear death, is because they fear the judge that they know is going to judge them. And they're just trying to buy time right now to have fun in their little whatever God allows them to build for their fun for now. Um, but yeah, so, but yeah, why do they prey on death? Well, uh, they shouldn't, and the, we shouldn't also be teaching that you mm. come to Christ because you fear death. That's right. You come to Christ because you love Christ. Um, even if like, oh, okay. like, was true, you still don't want to miss out on an eternity with Jesus. So that like death doesn't even come in. Do you want Jesus? Do you want to live with him and be with him forever and enjoy him forever, despite eternal conscious por- torment or not? It mm-hmm. doesn't matter to be with Jesus enough That's to right. where, you know, exist or not exist eternally damned, um, you know, that's not even a part of the equation because you don't want to use um, Jesus just as a get out of hell card. That's right. Because that's still self-serving and not serving Christ. Yes. You love yes. Christ. Uh, if I die, which I don't want to, but if I do, okay, I'm in heaven. That's actually beautiful. So the brave, bold freedom statement of it's better to die on your feet than live on your knees becomes something that people of faith will live by. That's why mm-hmm. communists, globalists. I mean, uh, people of faith, but not pe- people of Christianity. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, 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 no. Because, uh, you know, I think uh, it's commendable when people are martyred and we should be like they died on their knees, but they died um, facing it, saying no king but Christ. And they died on their knees. Yeah, but I think he means die on their knees in submission to the the, yeah. the authorities. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, but then again, like the authorities might round us all up. Yeah. And we'll be forced to be on our knees trying to bow to whoever, you know, say we can just say Caesar. Yeah. Um, and it, it'd still be better for us to die on our knees than to continue to fight if that's not what God has willed. So we, we, we can't stay here on earth here. Uh, but we can stand our ground, but we're standing our ground maybe in submission. 
<laughs> Jesus died on a cross. And one interesting piece there. Government. And yeah. He, yeah. And one interesting piece there, JP says he's not worried about death because he'll be in heaven. Why? Why will you be in heaven? That's the that's the one issue. Is it because you've prayed and you believe in the God? That's one thing that I think is very lacking up to this point is you just made a claim about your eternal destiny. You're not worried about death because you'll be in heaven. You're becoming more Christian. There is a standard for what it means to be Christian, and that standard starts with repenting of your sins and trusting in Christ as your atoning sacrifice for your sins, having his righteousness imputed on you and your guilt imputed on him, him being put under the full wrath of God on your behalf and you accepting that. Um, that's that's what eternal life is about. You've just made a claim that you'll be in heaven. Why will you be in heaven, though? And, and I think that there's some real lacking peace there. Anyone who wants to control you purposely tries to disconnect you from God because God's way is freedom. Evil constricts. God's way is freedom. Freedom. What do you mean by that? Freedom from sin. Yeah, that's freedom from oppression. There's, again, some vagaries here. Yeah. God frees. God gives us free will. That's our expression of. It is for freedom. Christ has set you free, it says in Galatians chapter five. Freedom. That's God's way. Communists don't like that. Globalists don't like that because God's way makes you uncontrollable to them. Yeah. Yes, I agree. I agree with you on that. You submit to God before you submit to yeah. to country to but, any ruler. Yeah. Man, so, right yeah, off. Yeah, and it all it all depends on. Okay, but yeah, I still don't like. It's just kind of the same thing of like uh, with me is like singing that song, the reckless love of God. Mm, yeah. Not reckless. We're not uncontrollable. Now. That's right. Yeah, we we might be uncontrollable to the people that want to um, force people to not, you know, express their faith in Christ and and live a Christian life. I get that. Um, But still, we live and we have a controlled way in which we um, civilly disobey. We have a controlled way of um, going up to legislators. So there's still a control. So we're not uncontrollable. Um, just who are we controlled by? And so that is just very like just we need to make the language a little bit better there. <laughs> you know, and yes. I think that would come from him actually not. He's still just like he's grabbed Christian ideas and, and then just trying to philosophize and transcend. Yeah. This is just the light, enlightenment style instead of going like, no, God condescends. Um, that's how he relates to people through covenant. And that's how we know that he is our blessedness and reward. Um, as uh, chapter 7.1 of the London Baptist Confession says, that's we in Westminster that we have no fruition of him unless he did so. And we wouldn't know him as our blessedness and righteousness if he did not condescend. So we need he needs to go like, what has God said? What has Jesus said? And he, But he's still trying to transcend up. But he's grabbing those. He's integrating those Christian ideas and valuing them. But he needs to submit himself and become controllable to God. <laughs> which can only happen yeah authoritarians attempt to disconnect people from their faith in god it's certainly at play now now statistically 50 years ago 98 percent of americans believed in god today statistically just 81 percent of americans believe in god and then well, from a political perspective it's actually interesting to see that just 64 percent of democrats believe in god while 92 percent of republicans believe in god and of course right now as it stands the evil, the satanic ways, the communist ways tend to be much more abundant. So he's going to say that that the Democrats are evil on the Democrat side. So it's not too surprising that just 62 percent of Democrats believe in God. And specifically, we see the coercion to disconnect people from God playing out in all kinds of propaganda, the gender ideology propaganda where we're, they're attempting. This is an interesting piece here um, because. There is a fundamental problem with those who do not like the transgender debate that cannot account for what humanity is besides just rearranged material stuff, right? Yeah, and it's it's one of those things that, like, again, as uh, I've expressed that, you know, the uh, what is a woman video didn't really answer the question right. because it wasn't brought to what does God say he made? 
That's right. To male and female. What does that mean to be male and female in the image of God? And so, again, like I, my question is, like, what does it mean to be a covenant male and a covenant female? And so it's not just a biological distinction, even though that is obvious. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you can point to the obvious, but since it's not an intellectual issue, we know, everybody knows, everybody's rebelling, and then God gives people to a debased mind to do what they ought not to do, which is what? Men going after men, women going after women, basically the rejection of the image of God and trying to live in such a way, and God hands them over enough because, because the law in their heart is so strong, he has to hand them over and puts them in a situation to be able to do that. (laughs) So that's what Romans says. And so, again, when it comes to if you're just going to say God, if you're just going to stay in secular, I'm I'm on this neutral starting point and I got this God concept that I can't escape. I've got this concept of evil that I can't escape. I've got this concept of good that I can't escape. Well, who is still filling in the definitions of those things? And so who is actually God of the system until it is replaced intellectually? And it's going to be JP here and his system because he's going to be the determiner of what is good and evil. At the end, we'll get to he tells people just follow your heart. Yeah. And repulse you to evil. And it's like, no, no, that the the problem is the heart. And so if you're going to bring in elements of Christianity, you got Christianity is a unit. And so it's a multifaceted thing. So it's not a linear argument. That's why classical apologetics doesn't work. Um, because it's the heart issue, and we can, I can say that I have proof that God exists, and you're demonstrating it by showing up to the debate. That still doesn't make change the person. And so that's right. Give an answer, and that's all I'm here for is just to give an answer and to stand up for the truth and hold everything uh, underneath Christ to obedience to Christ. That's all I can do, and that's all I have to be faithful to. And I can sleep on my pillow knowing that I served Him. Um, but he's not going to get to this point. And, but the thing is, is again, he has a law written on his heart and it's the beach ball keeps on popping up. Well, and the thing that I would contend here is that it demonstrates, he's already demonstrated two major issues. Number one, he's demonstrated that unless he looks again, remember his statement from the very beginning is uh, I am becoming more Christian. I used to dismiss Christianity. So he does designate that there is a God who is knowable, who is definable, that Christians have, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think that that's a key piece. He's not saying that there's this arbitrary God out there. I think that's, again, if he is trying to be consistent, which he seems to try to do, he noted that, look, I look at all this evil. That causes me, because I know that there is objective evil I know that the tr- that that the God of Scripture, the God of Christians, is true, because I know that gender is more than just rearranged material. Mm-hmm. I know that the God of Christianity is true. While He has still not said, "I confess Christ as Lord, Jesus is King, I've I've repented of my sins," He's demonstrating already that the Holy Spirit, at least in my mind, is at work in him through these things because he's seeing the absurdity of reality, right? Mm-hmm. The absurdity of, of rejecting God. And that is what he keeps calling out. That's, to me, one of the most uh, hopeful things about this. And again, mm-hmm. he does get political because he is a, that's like a lot of his humor is political humor stuff. So yeah. Yeah. hit play here. And you get people to believe that God made mistakes, which is a uh, a fascinating way to basically get people to not believe in God, because if you believe in God, you probably believe God doesn't make too many mistakes. Like, hey, uh, look at this junk between my legs. I'm the wrong gender. So <laughs> they try to teach us your mind, what you want. You are right. God's wrong. God made a mistake. Dude, you're totally right. Ah, uh, now here you go, Adam, because later he is going to say what in the end. And we will get heart. to the end probably today. <laughs> But it'll say, follow your heart. Well, wait a second. Right now he's saying you can't just follow your heart. Yeah. So which is it, JP? Yeah. Do and you- so and this is one of those things. Yeah. So this is like, you know, maybe a last little little thing. You know, you got to put the idol of your heart. And our hearts are idol factories yep. because they are idols themselves. <laughs> and because, mm. and, again, we become like anything that's a false god. And that's what humans try to do. That's what people in Adam, that's what he wanted to do is take the place of God to make moral judgments about reality and to express herself the way that she felt to express herself 
Um, I want knowledge. I want to be like God. Wait a second. Weren't they already image of God? Were they already God-like? God already made Adam and Eve in his image to be vice regents, to have dominion over creation. Um, they were already God-like enough. <laughs> you know, they had all this abundance and stuff like that. But no, no, that wasn't enough. That wasn't enough. Um, it shows time and time again, Tower of Babel, not enough. They had, they, you know, like God told them to, God told Noah on the eighth, you know, still be fruitful, multiply, cover the earth. People still gathered in one little area and they're like, well, mm-hmm. scattered. So just like uh, Caiaphas said, one person's got to die for the people might be expedient. Um, they actually pronounced their own judgment st- unless, unless we get scattered over the whole earth. Let's build this so that man, man, we can remember man. And then God did exactly what, but they, but they didn't get to build their kingdom. <laughs> and so this is the same kind of follow your heart sort of thing. We're building our kingdoms and you're so just like, um, what is a woman didn't answer the question. You're not actually going to be able to lead people if you do not, uh, get to Christ. Um, but you're seeing it. And so are these, and so my thing is like this, the, the beach balls of suppression, those little truths that you've been suppressing are becoming so buoyant that you cannot hold them down. And so JP, please get to Christ. Who is going to jump here a little bit to to kind of towards the end here. And uh, again, he basically just goes along with Catholic that. Church. So I would kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater, like, oh, do that dirty bathwater. Yeah, if that's what Christianity is, screw that. If that's what God is, screw that. Now I have a much more mature look where I do believe evil goes wherever it can. The devil masquerades as an angel of disguise. Hmm. So if the devil. Wants where does he get that from? Oh, yeah. Where yeah. does he get that he from? from? He, yeah, he gets that from the Bible. Um, does know it's light, though. He does. Like, I caught this earlier. Like, that, no, he's not. He's not masquerading as an angel of disguise because um, that's double. That's redundant. Yeah, but yeah. let's correct himself later. He gets it that you know, he knows that the, that Satan makes himself an angel of light to deceive or whatever. I mean, we still can get into the issue of Satan being bound and a lot of this really being the work of our own hearts <laughs> now. Um, but, uh, you know, but he does recognize like so he's he's, he's in scripture at some level. Um, either watching videos, um, you know, doing the doing the pandemic thing of at least watching sermons online, stop mm. acting like that, get to a church, get into yeah. people's knees and cough with people um, on a Sunday morning and worship God like Jesus, <laughs> you know. Um, but you know that that'd be awesome. But yeah, he's getting it. He's getting things, and so I mean, it's awesome. But now he's talking scripture. Well, then a good way for the devil to do that is to find people where they're trying to find God. So I think we certainly need good discernment. And just because something claims to be of God or a church code Mm. or a person claims to be of God, I think we need discernment because the devil masquerades as an angel of light. But now what I think is a more mature view, I will discern evil from churches, discern evil from God. So I don't have to throw the God baby out with the bathwater, but rather just throw the bathwater out and keep the God, which seems to be much more empowering. But how do you know? By what standard, JP, do you know that? Like, that's that's the issue here. By what standard do you evaluate what is good bathwater and what is bad bathwater? Because we're told in in Hebrews 10.25 that we shouldn't stop meeting with the church. And in 2 Timothy 2.22, we're told that we should gather with other believers so that we are able to guard our hearts. Um, Paraphrasing that one. Uh, how do you know if you're truly a follower of Christ, then you love his bride. Where are you going to get this? How do you discern what is good and what is right? And that's what we're really looking for. Yeah. So here are four things that I think you get to his four applications here to the world. And I kind of jump with that. Intentionally have faith in God. It's hard to allow yourself to be supported by God. If you don't believe in God, if you don't actively think about it, by having faith that there is a God, God has our backs, God has a plan, and our job is to be of best service to that plan as possible. So having faith. And then. Okay, that's where you want to stop. Look at this. Yeah. Go for it, Adam. Yeah, what is faith? Is it blind faith? Are you believing in nothing but you're just wishfully thinking? Or, as in, uh, you know, whenever the spirit came down and what are we to do? 
what are we to do? The practical things. It's believe Jesus. Repent. Because the kingdom of God is here because Jesus said so and he brought it. Um, so if you're just giving somebody a blanket idea of God, here's where um, the, the, the uh, classical apologetic method falls. Who is God? What That's am right. I having? How do I know? It's like I can have faith that he exists. OK, but I can have faith that a piece of paper over there exists. How does that affect my life? Hmm. Am I just saying that, well, because I love that piece of paper in the corner, I'm going to love you now? That's the change? <laughs> you, does, the, does the piece of paper affect me loving you, which I used to not love you earlier today, but now I have to love you because I believe in that piece of paper? Who is God? Where, do I, where does he reveal himself? Um, does he reveal himself the same way to you and to me and to others? Do you get your own version of God? I get my own version of God and we just love one another. Um, where, what, where, where is this? And so the first thing is not just to have faith in God. No, no, no. If, if you're if you're going to Christianity, it's believe Jesus. That's be right. baptized, become part of his body. Repent That's of your we, sins. Yes. yes. And say that, yeah, I mean, you have to be a sinner here. And I haven't heard, I, well, I made mistakes. I've been wrong, but I haven't heard of, Man, I was I've I've been evil. Hmm. I've rebelled against God. Now he's gonna give three other little pieces here. We're just gonna play little tidbits of them yeah. rather than the whole segment. So he says, believe have faith, and then he says to one thing to have faith. Then it's another thing to listen to God. Because I don't know about you, I've got noise in my mind all the time. I've got my own thoughts, I've got my own ego. Then of course there's all the outside noise coming in. So to be guided by God, I think we need to become very good listeners. What is God's path for me? What's God's encouragement for me? What step am I being guided to take right now in this difficult situation? We've got to learn to listen. And I think listening to God, it's a little bit less to do with our eardrums and much more to do with hearing God from our heart. False. JP, God bless you. But we're called to listen to what God says in his word. It's by this standard. That is how we know what is true, what is right. Listening to God occurs through reading his word, being in the worship service with the gathered body of Christ as God's word is proclaimed and preached so that you are able to know what God has said. So you can test the things in your life against his word. And with the power of the Holy Spirit, you can know what is true. So, yes, you're right. Have faith. But have yeah. faith in the triune God and repent of your sins. Listen to God according to his word. Yeah. Because, like, hasn't JP's heart been wrong before? Bingo. And so then you can you can spend an hour in a quiet room with your eyes closed, listening to mm. some water, thunderstorm, whatever, whatever floats your boat. Um, and you can say, well, I, I heard in my heart today this. Um how do you know that's right? Is it only because it's contrary to what you felt yesterday, what you felt was bad yesterday? Is that is, is that your epistemology on how you know that this was a word from God? Because either way, you were following your heart both times. So how do you know you're right now? And then how do you know you're going to be wrong or right in the future based on this? And the thing is, is Christianity, Jesus, um, he has come down. He is the one that revealed the father he is the one that spoke the father's words he came and did the father's will not his he submitted to the father and then he came out victorious and then was exalted to be the name above all names that every knee should bow to him your knees need to bow down to him you need to die on your knees to christ to then be exalted with Christ in the heavenlies and reign with him now. That so, is Christianity. The piece is, he says, have faith in God. He says, listen, and then he says, pray. Is pray. Pray often. No one people are in need. Maybe you don't even know them, but pray for them. Pray for yourself. Pray for your family, your circumstances. Pray for other people. Pray for the world at large. And by the way, this might sound weird, but when we look at the evil authoritarians, people I judge to be evil at least, the Klaus Schwab's, the George Soros's, Bill Gates, 
Biden, Trudeau, it's not that the not that I'm keeping track of who they are, but that's who I think they are. What would happen if we start praying for them? Certainly not pray. Where do you get that idea from? Yeah. Oh yeah. Second that's Timothy. That's scripture, but again, that scripture yeah. comes within a comprehensive worldview that comes yes. from a unit that cannot be parts and pieced out. Jesus, God said, God, the Father, the Old Testament, God said, do not add or take away from my word. Yes. Don't do it. And so you're doing that. And so you're going to reap judgment for doing that. And we see that with Nadab and Abihu, where God did not expressly forbid them, but he said how to be worshipped. And they went ahead, even though God didn't say, well, don't do it like this, just do, do it like this. But I haven't told you not to do it like this, but he still judged Nadab and Abihu and consumed them in fire for offering the strange fire. Yes. Um, get into, you know, the thing is without Jesus here, you're wanting to go straight to God and reap the blessings. Um, you can read the Pilgrim's Progress on how people try. There was a couple of dudes that tried to jump over the fence. They didn't mm-hmm. go through the gate. You're not going through the gate. And mm-hmm. so Christian's on his way and he sees these two people jump over the fence and they thought that they were going to be fine. And they didn't know where to go. They didn't meet the evangelist, so they didn't hear the gospel um, of the kingdom and all that kind of stuff. And they didn't know what to do. And so they end up going off into destruction. So, you know, it's, it's you're trying to hop the fence and you're trying to get God without the one that you have to get to the Father through, which is Christ. But then again, you like your scripture here, which is great. You're quoting scripture. Yes, pray, love your enemies. Pray for them. So it's those things that, yeah, Joe Biden has done some horrible things and he is aloof and um, he is untrustworthy and all that stuff. But if we all deserve hell, we all deserve eternal separation from God. um, We cannot go, well, we're superior to Joe Biden. We have to go. I don't wish hell on him because I I don't want hell myself. Well, I think you're correct there, JP, too, in stating pray for them. That's right. What happens Mm -hmm. if they do repent and trust Christ as their Lord? Amazing things. Um, Mm -hmm. God is glorified. They're probably removed from their positions, by the way. Uh, That's the reality. Um, They're probably removed from their positions of power uh, because they trust God. Uh, If they don't want to step down and abandon those positions because of the uh, repulsiveness of their behavior. So you've said, have faith in God. Amen. But have faith in the God of scripture. You've said, listen, that's right. Listen to the Holy Spirit as he speaks to you through God's word. Pray. Yes, but pray to the triune God of scripture. And you're right. Pray for those in authority. Uh, pray for yourself. I love in John 17, Jesus begins to pray that prayer. He's praying for himself. Beautiful picture there. Uh, we are to pray for ourselves, pray for our families, pray for those in authority, um, right on. But we're to pray to the triune God, not just some uh, blank God who is undefined. And, and that's where you really need to be careful. And then you say live a life of service. So let's listen here. A life of service, a service to God's plan, a service to God's guidance for us. And then we also have to realize To do so, to live a life of service, we have to look at our own egotistical wants, our egotistical desires. They even might be authentic desires, but sometimes we have to be willing to abandon those in order to be of service to God. Now, here's a fact. Uh, A lot of people say— Actually, all the time we have to be abandoning our egotistical desires. Uh, If you're going to be a Christian, you, you give it all to Christ. All of it. All of it. You mean not just dedicating my life to well me and serving myself, which is kind of narcissism, but how would I ever be happy if I don't do that? Well, I would say, how would you ever be happy if that's all you do? I believe true happiness, fulfillment, and meaning of life absolutely requires us to be of service to a greater good, to contribute to the greater good of other people. No. No, because now you're you're going to end up going into the one which is tyranny. So you can have the tyranny of the weaker brother. (laughs) So (laughs) if you live a life in service to one another without Jesus and proper doctrine that he taught, you're going to lose yourself into the one. Yes. And then you're going to be in tyrant land where you are totally afraid of being. 
And then if you stay in the egotistical world, then you're in the many where you're just serving yourself and there's no coherence between you and the other person next to you. And you're not going to serve them at all. But it's knowing Christ that you know what it looks like to uh, take care of yourself and not sin and take care of others and not sin. Well, let me finish this up here. And I kind of fast forwarded a little bit. Yeah. It's yeah. about the yeah. last that's something within our control that we'd be perfect at, but it's within our control to do our best to be better at, a little better each day. So that's a little rundown on what I used to believe about God, what I believe now, what changed my mind, and what I think you and I can do to bring more God into our lives. Now, just a quick PS on this. One of the reasons why I like sharing thoughts on what I changed my mind about out loud is I think we live in a world where we're discouraged from changing our mind. But... It's like frowned upon to change your mind. Well, what if we learn to frown upon never changing our mind and give ourselves impeccable permission to change our minds? Because if you never change your mind, guess what? You're not growing. You're not learning. You are what's called staying stuck in the same beliefs and practices that you adopted a long time ago. And they might be well expired, kind of like meat in your refrigerator you bought seven years ago. Yet we look at something we used to believe, my old belief, anything in there that you can get benefit from. Awesome. Please take it. I appreciate you, my beautiful freedom-loving friend. Thank you for watching this video with me, and I'll see you soon. Yeah. Okay. And unfortunately, you know, it's like what we find in Christ. Like, yeah, it's it's so great that, uh, and it's the book that you use, uh, Dave, to teach logic and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Uh, logic book where it talks about, uh, you know, logic is some a tool used to close your mind upon truth. And so if you have truth, what's wrong with not changing your mind? But the world does not like repentance. But the thing is, the world likes change. That's the whole evolutionary mindset. That's the that's the mindset. Of, so that's the problem. That's kind of the predicament, predicament if he's critical of himself in watching his video and listening to him, is change is the mindset of the left. So if he's totally actually against that political thing, it's always changing. Like nothing is good enough. Nothing is satisfying enough. So you're always going to change. You can't do that. So God doesn't change. God must be stuck in his ways because he never changes. Jesus never changes. The Holy Spirit is not changed, <laughs> you know, and, and, and that's the thing. And so we have to close our mind upon truth, but we need a standard. And so what what again, he has not said Jesus the whole time. He's not said I was I was go. evil. He says, I'm afraid of evil, but he doesn't understand that he's evil. And so, yeah, he's changed his mind about God. But he has actually left himself in the same position, though we can se- we can celebrate the fact that he cannot shake Christianity and the fact that the knowledge of the Lord is covering the uh, the earth as the waters cover the sea. And so he is going to be the sad thing is he's going to be held accountable for all that, too. So he has been probably given the gospel. That's why he's cro- quoting scripture. It's just he hasn't come to the fact that he needs Jesus as the Lord. And so, J.P., if. You somehow get all of this. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is King. Jesus is Savior. He has said so as the prophet. He has done so as the priest. And he is the only one as the king to be able to make sense of all this and to be able to live underneath submission to him to live the life that you are actually wanting to live and actually lose your political identity that you're Mm. so afraid of. Because right now he's still stuck in political identity land and he needs to lose himself and go, I am made in the image of God. I have fallen into sin and now I can be made and renewed in the likeness of the next Adam, the second Adam, the better Adam, Christ. And now I'm a son of God, adopted child of God through the blood of Christ. And so that's the next step. And so, hey, we'll see. Maybe we'll see an awesome uh, work of, of the Holy Spirit and actually raising the dead to life (laughs) JP here. And so wouldn't, wouldn't that be awesome to be able to have somebody with such a presence on YouTube and be able to uh, have his back whenever he actually comes to the truth, starts telling the truth and everybody hates him. So it's not a comfortable thing, but um, the thing is he'll have a brand new family because who are my mother and brothers? It's the ones who do the will of God. That's right which is to believe in Jesus and to follow him. Um, that Those are my mother and my brother. So JP, if you hear this again, um, whenever you suffer the real ridicule, we're nobodies, but we have your back. And we know that there's a lot of other brothers and sisters that will have your back that enjoy you right now and enjoy your videos. 
And so That's right. this is coming. There is no hatred here. There is no beef or anything. No. Um, it's definitely beef. Like we, we hope that you're not directing people and pastoring people right now with the points that you ended off with. But we pray that anybody that's heard that recognizes something and somehow like that's whatever God wants to do with it, that he brings people um, to himself through the folly, <laughs> through all our folly. So, um, but yeah, so that was fun time with that video. Yeah, sure. well said, Adam. I appreciate that. I'm grateful that you went through that with me. And that was uh, a lot of fun. Well, we will be back next week. We will have hopefully some local Springfield area issues to deal with and we might have a few other little things here and there we'll maybe have a show where we do more than one topic uh but adam thank you so much i will not see you in a few weeks sorry we were hoping to have that show together in your studio but we'll just put it off until we'll put it off till the summer or sometime in may i'll just make a trip down to see you and that'll be what i'll do well everybody's I'll have some time calendars for my wife's birthday so and you say happy <laughs> birthday you know so it's That's like right. i got <laughs> But yeah. All right. Well, thanks everybody for uh, bearing with us once again. We hope this has been edifying. Uh, we hope that you find you know people just like JP, uh, and that uh, we have been able to help. And I know that maybe I've spoken something to myself that I need to go. Well, I've recognized this. I need to be. I need to be of the same heart and uh, same uh, relational level with somebody just like JP, and speak the truth, recognizing, hey. Here's where here's where the light switches are coming up. Here's where you're suppressing the truth and show it to them gently, respectfully and giving them the answer for the hope that lies in you um, in Christ Jesus. So with that said, this is the Tag You're At podcast. I'm Ray Ray. And I am David Van Becker. And Soli. Deo. Gloria. Gloria.